Hello friends, welcome to the After Hours Lounge, welcome back if you're a regular listener. My name is Sandy and I am your host and I'm very excited to be bringing you uh, this episode today with the girls from World of Windsurf Girls. Uh, so you've got Sarah, Hella, and Elena, um, the three girls. Uh, they, they formed a bit of a kind of windsurfing team. They are all uh, competing on both the World Tour and vying for a spot in the Olympics for their respective countries. Um, and they formed a bit of a training team, uh, became really good friends, and then have kind of created this brand, World of Windsurf Girls, where uh, they kind of talk about a lot of other things, um, you know, life life as a as a woman and as we get into they talk about an awful lot of stuff some of it may be controversial but as we discussed um you know what is a controversial subject realistically usually the controversial subjects are things that we all think about on a daily basis uh sex um alcohol all these different things uh so they they got into that uh, we talked a lot about that especially towards the end of the episode but before that we talked about uh confidence uh what role confidence plays in in their lives you know com- both competing and just living life and forming friendships and 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 getting through the day uh we talked a lot about confidence we talked a lot about uh social media how that has affected um the way that they they operate and the way that people speak to each other within social media. Um, The girls put out a a photo of the three of them topless facing away from the camera uh, towards the start of this year and it it garnered an awful lot of attention on social media, some of it fairly negative from other women. Uh, So we talked a lot about that and and how they dealt with that and how it kind of knocked their confidence a little bit and what they were trying to do. Um, but actually how, how, you know, something positive has come, come from it where they've, they've gained this experience of how they want to do it. And, and I suppose reaffirm their purpose of what they're trying to do. Um, this is a conversation I've been wanting to have for some time. Um, obviously for me as a man, uh, a lot of these conversations are around male issues, you know, male mental health, um, what, what being a, a man is like in the 21st century. But I, you know, that's me ignoring half the population and that's not something I want to do. So it was really interesting to talk to these girls. You know, we talked quite a bit about feminism, um, things like that, how how, how uh, content and how women are treated differently both on social media and, and in real life and how hopefully that is changing. Um, but it was a really interesting conversation and I advise, uh, you know, men who listen to the podcast to have a listen as well. Um, you know, it's something I discussed last week with with James, the compassionate man, you know, d- listening to people from other cultures or people who aren't exactly the same as us, even just listening to, to, to girls if, or to women, if you're a man, you know, is, is still immensely valuable. Um, so it's definitely worth a listen. Uh, ladies, I hope you enjoy it as well. Hope everybody enjoys the podcast. Um, here is my conversation with the world of windsurfing girls. Hello, girls. Um, we were just talking. Podcasting is difficult, isn't it? My first episode just destroyed itself. Your first episode, it destroyed itself as well, did it? Well, it wasn't the first one, but no, it- actually the first one too. Like it oh, has yes. happened two times to us. So the first oh. one, we muted our microphone somehow. And the second one, we ha- actually had a guest on. So it was quite embarrassing, but we oh, forgot no. to press play. So <laughs> yeah. Uh. So you just sat there, had the whole conversation, and then you were like, right, see you later. And it that was it. There was nothing. Yeah. yeah. And when we were oh. going to hang up, we realized that, fuck, like, it's not, it's just not recorded. 
<laughs> and it was with Maciek too from the the windsurfing TV podcast. So we had to re-record it. Uh, I mean that's that's bad, but at the same time, Maciek does podcast. So I guess you kind of kind of get away. You know, he get it's a little bit. I know. I don't know. You call, we call it. You know, inside baseball. He knows what's he knows what goes on behind the scenes. You know, he can. Yeah, True. I'm sure he forgave he was you. Kind of about it. Yeah, yes, definitely. That's that's real like podcast incest, isn't it? Everyone's been on everyone's podcast. You've been on Machek's podcast. Machek's been on yours. I should. I I've talked to Machek actually. I should get Machek on my podcast as well. And then yeah, yeah. I should. Yeah. Wow, He's you guys said that. Interesting person. Yeah, exactly. And then Sarah, you're remaining very quiet as well. Um, I suppose to to start to start off. Um, let's let's start. Can can each of you kind of um introduce yourselves? Obviously. Uh, this will mainly be going out in audio form, so just so people can recognize your voices. So introduce yourselves, um, and I suppose tell us, uh, you know, a, a little bit about yourself. So, uh, yeah, Sarah, you go first. Okay, I'll start. Hi, I'm Sarah. Uh, I'm 26 years old. I'm a windsurfer, um, part of the World of Windsurf Girls crew. And this is my voice. <laughs> and this is your voice. Perfect. <laughs> and the next one. Who's yeah. going first? Okay, um... My name is Hella Oppedal. I am 20 years old, also part of World of Windsurf Girls. I'm a professional and Olympic windsurfer. And yeah, this is my voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm the last one to present herself. My name is Elena. I'm also 20 years old. I also windsurf, um, also both in the Olympic and the professional category. And this is my voice. Great. That's, that's such a good intro. I don't even need to do an intro now. That's I'm going to start doing that. When I start a podcast, I'll be like, hi, I'm Sandy, and this is my voice. Um, I suppose all of you, all of you there, when you finished, you, you, you know, in, introducing yourselves, um, you know, you, you're part of this world of windsurf girls, which essentially is this kind of brand you came up with, um, which has been kind of, you guys essentially have been like going semi-viral on like windsurfing socials for the last sort of nine months or so. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, talk, talking about things going on behind the scenes or just kind of just bigging each other up and just sort of, you know, show it, showing that side of the, the sport a bit, even though you're competing against yourselves, um, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you guys so much. What, where, where did this kind of um, team up come from, I suppose? Because it's quite unique within the sport, especially given that you guys are essentially competing against each other. How, how did all of this start? Sorry, I feel like you can Our explain story. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so originally we all met in Tenerife and Elena just started windsurfing when I met her, like wind foiling. She, she already did some, yeah, more on a free ride level. But um, yeah, actually she just decided to go into windsurfing. And I, through, an, through a mutual friend, me and Hella shared an apartment that winter, uh, right. also in Tenerife. And that's kind of the first time we met and we trained together that winter. Not really big plans, just good click, I guess. Yeah. Um, and just during the year, we started traveling together more and more, training together. And also with other windsurfers around, but basically in, in the, you know, after training com camp or a party or before we would always end up the three of us together. So we kind of really grew into that. And yeah, there was just at one point we just said like, okay, I, we, we should um, get really make this. We, actually, we started with the podcast. Isn't that the beginning yeah. of World of Winter yeah. Girls? Yeah. Yeah, we were sitting in a bar in Italy and we were drinking margaritas after <laughs> heavy training camp. 
and we had the most well we thought we had really cool conversations all yeah. not about windsurfing and that's where we said okay we should start this podcast and while we were planning on doing that in France a couple months later there was no wind for like 10 days so that's where we kind of decided let's do this and that's also kind of where the idea started of really teaming up and you know taking the project to a bigger to a yeah, next level yeah so that's like in a nutshell how we met <laughs> but I guess like there's still a lot more to chat about yeah for sure I it's it's always amazing isn't it oh I swear all these things start in in a bar don't they after a few drinks all you know the whether good it's things do. yeah 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 you know people sat there like we should start a clothing company we should we should open a bar we should start a band you know there's there's all these like clichés of doing it but it is true and i think you know I, I talk a lot about on on the podcast about um about alcohol and i've got my own relationship with it now and i've i've been sober for about 6 weeks now which is pretty cool um and i'm Congrats. you know and i'm not I, it's not that i've ever had a problem with it but like i i just I feel like I want to do it and, and all that stuff. But I think to a certain extent, one of the good things of it is it gets rid of that little inhibitor thing in your brain saying, no, I can't do it. It gives you a bit of confidence to be like, you know, and, and you know, loose, loose lips, I suppose. And you're like, yeah, I do want to do this. I do. And then you find out your friends also want to do it. And you're like, well, oh, let's let's have a go. So, yeah, it's really interesting because sometimes I think without going to a bar and having a few drinks, a lot of these things would just never have happened, would they? You guys would have just been on the tour together, hanging out, but you may not have gone, let's do a podcast, you know? It's it's really well, interesting. I think, I think that's definitely true, but I, I do have to say, like, it always sounds like we drink a lot. We actually really don't. Like, yeah. usually when we go out, and when we say we do have margaritas, that means we'll have, like, one margarita yeah. and then go home because, <laughs> you know, like, it's not that we, like, get shit-faced or anything. And I do think we would have probably done the podcast anyways just because we're, like, the same people whether we have mm. alcohol or not. But I think what it was there, like, the it's more like it's a good vibe. We're not yeah. training. We're relaxed. We actually have time to chat. And I think also, yeah, and then maybe a little bit the tequila in the, the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think it's not like, it, um, you know, it, it's not like a deciding factor. But I think, you know, it, initially when you're first making plans, like I said, or certainly I'll hold my hand up and say, you know, my, my when I first started, my, you know, my podcast, this one, it was it was very much centered around like having having a couple of drinks with my friends. And then I listened to a few of my first ones and I was like, I was quite drunk recording it. You know, I probably shouldn't, <laughs> probably shouldn't have been doing that. Yeah. You know, it was, it was quite interesting. So how 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 do you guys balance it? This is something I'm really curious about. And I'll hold hands up and say I am the most uncompetitive human being you have ever met in your life. The only person I ever feel like I'm competing <laughs> against is myself, um, which I, is a good thing and also a bad thing. Um, but clearly you guys, you know, all professionals, all competing, um, on the, you know, professional tour and, and, you know, going for the Olympics and things like that. So clearly you guys are all quite competitive. How do you balance that with your kind of friendship and I suppose like support of each other? How, how, how does that work? Did you guys have a conversation about that when you first started this or did it just feel natural from, from the minute you met each other? Sorry, big question there. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it, it has always come natural because we always wanted to help each other in a way. Um, in Tenerife, when we were training together, we always like teamed up and helped each other. And I think what we see is that there are so many teams in the windsurfing world. For example, like in, in the IQ community, you have federations from different countries. So all of the athletes from different countries team up. Mm. And we just realized that we also need that kind of support system and that kind of team 
um, and to work together to be able to be on the same level as as the huge teams mm. uh, from other nations. And we just realized that we want to make our own team like that because our countries didn't really provide us with that opportunity. So we just took fate into our own hands and kind of went for it and made this team ourselves. And I think we just realized that working together really benefits all three of us. And it's kind mm. of us. I think we view it as us against the world, not yeah. when I compete in the race course. I don't really think about, oh, I'm going to beat Elena. I'm thinking more no. like we're going to take over the world nice. together in a way, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I That's agree. Cool. I think also like we when we train, we obviously race while training. Mm. Um, and like I can only obviously speak for myself, but I think or actually for all of us, I think, as you said, it, it comes natural. It's a personality kind of situation. You know, there's a people that um, can be professional on the water and friends off the water. And there's people that just can't. And mm. I guess we're just lucky that the three of us have this ability. Um, I mean, there has been a situation between like Sara and Hala one time <laughs> where, you know, they crash into each other. And that was a bit of, um, I was Oops. happy I wasn't involved in that. But <laughs> Like in especially in the IQ foil in the Olympic discipline, I mean, there's like 60 or 70 girls on the course. The chances of me even seeing either of the two girls is so slim. I, yeah, as I said, like as Hella actually mentioned, I don't view it either as like, oh, I want to beat Hella or Sar. So, yeah. Yeah, I suppose that actually, to all that. Yeah, I suppose thinking, thinking about it like that, actually, you know, viewing it more as, as, as kind of teammates. Um, and that's interesting what you said as well about how you know, a, a lot of, I guess, other ones are, are kind of put into their teams. They don't get to decide, you know, it's a bit like exactly. when you're younger at school and you've got to, you've got to find a partner to do a project with, but the teacher's like, no, just do it with your table. And you're like, I don't want to, I want to do it with my friends, but yes. you guys, you yeah. know, you, you guys can actually sit there and go, no, do you know what? As good as these athletes are, like, I, I'd kind of rather train with, you know, those girls over there, you know? So it's, I mean, it, yeah, it's brilliant that you guys took that initiative um, and actually kind of, well, I, I don't know if you had to, but kind of, I imagine maybe you had to kind of stand your ground a little bit on that and be like, no, no, I'm going to go off and do my own thing a little bit, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. And I kind of view it as our superpower in a way that we were able to choose each other because we were not just, yeah, put in this team with random people that we don't know, but we kind of chose each other. And I think that makes it extra special too, because it's like a friendship in the bottom mm -hmm. here. Like, and I think we really just can build great things on top of that friendship and love and support and trust that we have towards each other and yeah well, i mean it's, it's yeah. def definitely not usual like as you said there have definitely well i don't know if you also sorry if you felt that maybe a little bit even more than i because like you come more from the federation part of like having to defend this choice yeah, I, I, of course, I uh, am a little bit older than the other two girls, and I have already been in a national team before, right. so I kind of experienced that that uh, that team as well, the style, and as you actually said, with the coaching and how everything is kind of decided for you. And I got yeah, the biggest difference for me and what we're doing right now is exactly as you say. It's like we we have an, our own say in that, and especially between the athletes itself, between us three. If I look at the Olympic windsurfing, we are not taking each other's place for the Olympics. So actually, we can all push each other to go to the Olympics. And where when you're in the national team, and that's for the people that don't know about windsurfing, there only goes mm -hmm. one per country. So let's say you're with five other, well, I'm Dutch. So with five other Dutchies, there's only one that can take your place. So there's a lot of rivalry, mm -hmm. a lot of secrets as well. Whereas we 
we feel that we can only use that to actually grow as a team. And well, Elena just said, like, that's a very small chance that we see each other on the course, but the goal would be to see each other in the number one, two and three position, of course, yes. <laughs> you know, and if you don't have that secret for, you know, in between each other, like we can just really share everything because it will only make us stronger. I think yeah. that's just a really something really, uh, yeah, that can make us really strong. I suppose this is uh, not going going down a different route, but I wanted to. It's a question I hadn't thought of, and it's not on my notes. But what um, what role does like confidence play in in what you guys do, and how do uh, how does that work within like the network of the three of you? I suppose you know. Um, maybe maybe that's a really general question, but I suppose like you, you guys all come across as very very confident. You guys all seem like that, and I get the impression. Is, is that natural or is that something that's come in the last couple of years because you guys are bigging each other up? That's a better way of framing it, I suppose. Well, I can answer that one. For me, it's the last one. Like, I, yeah. I've never been, like, I, I've never been not confident, but I was also not super confident. But we're also crazy that whenever I do something weird or I say like not like weird for the standards. Yeah. Uh, and then you girls just back me up. We're like, no, no, that's cool. Or yeah, let's do it. Or you just just do your thing, you know? So yeah. it helps a lot if the if you have an environment around you that just supports you, whatever you do or whoever you are, I think. Yeah, it's it's very easy to like label yourself as like 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 you just said there, and you said it without even thinking like oh I do something weird but it's like you you probably didn't do anything weird you just you're just being yourself you know whether it's like doing a silly impression or like a voice or pulling a face you know like what we don't realize is that everybody does this it's just I think a lot of people are sometimes scared to do it in front of people you know being being silly and then we kind of label ourselves as weird and then I think we end up going down the route of like I am weird and then it's you know and then once you find your tribe which you guys clearly all have found your tribe you know, suddenly you're like, well, let's let's be, you know, weird together. And then it kind of stops being weird. I hate that word weird. It's such a shit word, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I fully love, use no, that word. I love like, weird. Yeah, I love being like, weird. We are weird. We're Brilliant. We're the word weird. Weird is a positive statement. I hate being normal. Fuck yeah. That. No, yeah. That's, that's boring. No I think we're like really our biggest hype women out yeah. there. Like we just hype each other on everything. And that's also where the confidence come from. And I think as Sarah said, like all of us are confident initially but I think just being supported by each other and always knowing that we have each other there just takes it to another level and we can really just stay true to who we are and yeah. kind of feel feel encouraged to do that yeah because insecurity actually stems from the fact that you're scared that your peers or the people around you will reject you and will mm -hmm. not like you and not that you're not lovable um so in my opinion the key to confidence is to surround yourself with people that no matter what you do you know they're always going to yeah. love you. You know they're not going to reject you. And I think this is what we've kind of established in this team. And mm -hmm. to come back to like the first question, like, you know, what confident, like how much confidence plays into also wow and who we are. I think confidence is everything, mm. really. Honestly, yeah. I think that's like the basis of of what we're doing. It's just, you know, this is who we are. This is what we're doing. If you don't like it, I'll, well, we'll see you later. Like, see you around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's such, it's such a great attitude to have, you know, is, is, yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of the time as, as humans in general is, you know, we're, we're just literally always seeking validation from others, aren't we? And yeah. if we can learn learning, 
learning to actually sit there and be like, no, I'm, I'm you know, like you said, you know, we're, we're going to go off and do this and we're going to do exactly what we want, whether we're at events or whether we're training, we're, we're doing it on our own schedule and on our own thing. And if we're, you know, saying, saying funny things or weird, but by, by, when I say I don't like weird, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I think being normal is, is boring as fuck. And I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't think anyone truly is normal. I think everyone's a little bit weird, no. aren't they? Everyone's got their own like, yeah little little quirks that they they've got you know yeah it must be it must awesome. be it must be great that you guys can can sit back and do that and I think one one of you said the word superpower earlier and I think with confidence it's very easy a lot of people are like confidence is a superpower you need you know like these life coaches that think they know everything they're like confidence is a superpower mm-hmm. and all this stuff <laughs> but the the very the very definition of a superpower is something that's essentially un, unattainable you can't you can't you know you can't get a superpower but I don't believe that with confidence and like what you guys have just said confidence you know sorry you may not have been as confident but now now you've got you know these two like with you and you guys are hyping each other up like Hela said suddenly confidence isn't a superpower it's something that you've you've built and grown and I think it's something even more impressive when some when it when it grows with someone if that makes sense you know agreed yeah I mean agreed yeah I think to be fair, like all of us have individually done a lot of work to be confident. Like it's not just that it like came to us, you know, like, I mean, Hella, you've been you've been going through this whole phase when you were like a teenager also, mm. no, like, to, you know, to build that confidence. I also like I think we all have like our own stories in our teenage years that in, in the end made us realize actually we don't give a fuck about what anyone else <laughs> thinks because we did yeah. that and it didn't yeah. work. So yeah. we're going to change it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a super important message that it's really something that you can learn. Like, even if you're listening and you're like, oh, I'm not sure about confidence, you know, like it's really, I truly feel that I really learned that. And also now yeah. in moments, I don't even need my hype crew, my girls, you know, to feel <laughs> confident anymore because I, so it's, as you say, Elena, like it's the basis to, it's, it's part of your core now, just because yeah. you integrated it so much in your daily yeah you yeah yeah that's yeah that was really that's re- very well said yeah exactly like you get once once people tell you you're you know well let, let's use windsurfing for the example once people tell you you're awesome at windsurfing enough you start to believe it don't you and whether it's someone telling you how good your hair looks or someone telling you that you're so good at something or anything like that once people tell you that you know you, you do start to believe it obviously there's there's something, yeah, there's a lot of like the, the, you call it the negativity confirmation bias where unfortunately people can tell you you're so good at it, so good at it, so good at it a million times, but you've still got to try and believe it. But then if someone tells you you're bad at something once, you remember it forever, don't you? You know, so it's, it, it's trying to like shut, shut that out and, and keep it. But that's really cool. Yeah, I, I guess you know, even if you're not with, um, with each other, you can kind of sit there and go, well, I know, I know that, you know, whether they're here and here in spirit, I suppose. Um, yeah. And that, that, well, that with, with confidence as well, I suppose there's many different types um, of confidence. And I suppose one of the main things I want to talk to you guys about uh, or get into it is body confidence or just bodies, bodies in general. Um especially, you know, getting, getting into, into social media. I mean, yeah, let's, let's get into it straight away. Uh, you girls are very active on social media. As I said, you guys have been, uh, you know, going almost viral across windsurfing Instagram. Um, and one of the pictures you posted, I'm very aware that I'm coming, potentially going to come across as a bit of a weird little stalker here, but 
I saw the I saw the picture. It went out. You go. You girls posted. A Everyone picture. saw it. Yeah. So it's fine. <laughs> you girls. You girls posted a. You girls posted a picture. Um, of you guys like topless facing away from the camera. Um, and and I, I I took a look through the through the comments. I was basically stalking you guys' Instagrams today for this podcast to look through and just be like, <laughs> right, all this. And I looked through and I saw some of the comments and there was comments. I'm, I'm not going to name and shame anyone like that, but there was a, a very prominent um, professional water athlete, I suppose. Um, you know, Jeez, you described that. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm. Yeah. But they do. They do various. They do various sports. Um, but they did that and, and they kind of they kind of shat on what you guys were doing and everything like that, you know, and they really like disagreed with it. And. They said a lot of stuff. How, I, I suppose, first of all, how, how did that make you guys feel? I was really, I was actually like, not going to lie. I take that stuff very personally mm -hmm. because um, I'm always like thinking like, oh, I haven't done anything to you. Like, I'm not hurting you. Like, why, why would you say that? It's, there's no benefit in it. Like the, it wasn't criticism that I could view as constructive and I was like oh okay like that's a super good point of view I'm gonna because I'm very open to have a discussion mm -hmm. but the discussion versus a random comment just there to tear you down mm -hmm. that's a very big difference in my opinion um so I had a little bit of a freak out as in like um I was like oh my god what, what should we answer over that like we need to respond to this like <laughs> we had we didn't do anything and I was really happy because I feel like especially you sir I felt like you were so calm in this situation so I'm really curious how what your opinion like how you felt okay I'm gonna ask you actually because I remember that I said something then and you refer to that all the time and I forget every time what I said that do you remember that or no I remember that you were like, no, like, who cares? Like, I remember really? you were like, right? I think it was more your attitude, because, like, me and Elena was like, oh, because yeah. me and Elena, like, the worst thing I can do is to do some something that could hurt other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if that, if that is, if people say that, oh, you're hurting someone by doing this or hurting a community or a movement, then I think me and Elena tend to take that very, very personal. Yeah. But then I think Sar's attitude was more like, okay, but this is her opinion. We still have another opinion and that's still valid. And we don't have to like, what she says is not the Truth. correct answer yeah. and yeah. like the only answer. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we, we tried then to like answer to it and kind of like bring, like we, I feel like we tried to build a constructive discussion and I feel like it didn't necessarily work I think the openness um from the other side wasn't necessarily there to view other points of views as well mm -hmm. um and I think this is sometimes a bit difficult on the, on the internet or in life in general because there's people that have a point of view and there for the, for them there's like no room for discussion like this is my view and you are wrong and mm. and I hate you for that for saying that because you're not saying the right thing versus we went oh this is our opinion but like we're open to change it if you bring us valid points but yeah yeah and i think actually this could have been a really really interesting conversation because i am super interested in hearing other points of views and learning and evolving as a person like i'm fully up for that i think that's amazing i just think it should be done in a in a nice way yeah 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 yes. what i also remember is that there was like uh, like feminism was a big part of this conversation and what that you know what that means and I remember also that we spoke about it then that actually the, the girl that commented came from this very extreme vision of feminism, like this very extreme um, 
uh, how do you say that, like the extreme thought that was needed in the beginning to actually make change and actually hear uh, voices about women in sports and how it should be represented. But we're actually already one step further trying to take it to the next level and be like, it shouldn't matter anymore. Uh, and I think also that we kind of, saw, yeah, I think we kind of tried to understand her point of view, but we tried to kind of, you know, put the message out there like there's already, we're trying to, you know, come with something new and new thoughts. Um, and I think that's from that moment, we actually kind of moved forward also with the idea like we can, we want to try and, you know, uh, yeah, find the people that agree with us and try to spread that message even more instead of hanging on the past and you know not everyone is going to agree with you anyways so yeah you're no, and I think it's not necessary yeah and i think it's not necessarily like a very extreme point of view i just think it's a different one and one that was needed in the beginning because in the beginning like women wanted to become more like men to be e to be equal but i think now we're kind of trying to claim that that back. role back mm -hmm. and be like we are women and we are everything that women are and we're we should still be valued the same and still be respected the same because if a guy would be <laughs> taking a photo like we did like with no bra on with face away from the camera no one would talk a word about it like it would uh, not many, be a big deal yeah. at all how many and, naked foiling guys is it like yeah and this thing has beca become so huge that we posted this photo and it's so weird to me because it's it's not a big like it shouldn't be a big, a big deal. deal no and I also we should if we do if we choose to do that we should still be respected and valued the same because we are still respective human beings you know exactly and i think where we i think the the photo was one thing um, but you couldn't actually see anything. Like you saw our bare backs and that was it. I think the more provocative thing was the caption where we wrote, um, if you give us 2000 likes, we'll show you the other side, <laughs> which we did. We did show the other side because we did get over 2000 likes. Um, and I think that's where that, you know, her point of view came from. She was like, oh, you're selling your dignity and whatnot. Mm. Um, but our point, like I actually, we, we were thinking about what to write as a caption. So we, there actually went some thought into that. Mm. It wasn't just like random. And our thought behind it was first we were like, oh, should we do like a statement caption, you know, explaining why we post this because we want to be strong. And then we're like, actually, no, because it doesn't matter. We're, we can, we are allowed to post this, make fun of it because these are our bodies. We decide mm. what to put out. We can show as much skin or as little skin as we want to. And we still are worthy, as you said, Hella, of respect. And we're still professional athletes that can do really well. Um, and when we posted the other side, we again dis decided against a statement of that previous post. And again, just went like, listen, this is normal. There's people out there like so many guys have, have filmed themselves foiling naked and everyone loved it and thought it was so funny. Ha! And we're still talking about this photo now, like nine months, 10 months after we've posted it, you know? And that is our point. We should have been able to post it, move on. No one said a thing. People are like, yeah, cool, da da da, done, because that's what guys get to do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess this is more the point. Yeah. I think it's kind of us owning up, owning our bodies again. Yeah, kind of claiming it back. Yeah, 100%. I mean, well, sorry if you guys are bored about talking about this by the way i don't i didn't mean to to bring it up again I know oh no no, no 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 um, not at all i think a it's lot great because it's proving yeah. our point <laughs> exactly and 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 hey I'll, I'll hold my i'll hold my hands up and say you know part of this podcast for me is 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 me essentially trying to educate myself on this you know i'm i'm 
I'm I'm a man. You know, I don't I don't know what it's like to be a woman. And I hold my hands up and say that I don't. I've I've got a mom. I've got a sister. I've got a girlfriend. But you know, I don't know what it's like. But what I do see, for example, I, I worked in a windsurf center called Club Vast for many years. Um, and I made I made a film there, uh, a jackass film, and I filmed all the boys windsurfing naked. And I filmed them all doing naked. I filmed them all doing naked, but we did naked body drags. And the boys were doing naked body drags and we played it on the big screen in front of two or three hundred people on an opening night. And we played it and everyone thought it was one of the funniest things. If I had done that for the girls on the beach, it would have been a very, very different reaction. And yeah. I, I suppose looking at it from my end, therein essentially lies lies the problem. And I think a lot of it comes from basically just over sexualization. And you end up viewing Definitely. it as as that rather than going rather than going, oh, that's, you know, that's that's Sarah, who's literally an Olympic athlete. But then I'm like, oh, no, she's just let's just look at because she's got her tits out. Sorry, I, I don't, you yeah. know, without me being rude. And, and people just view it as that. Whereas some of the boys, you know, going out, you know, you've got like we do this other thing called the plate dance where we basically get completely naked and oil each other up and do a dance in front of loads of people. And like. I don't know if you, my, one of my friends, a guy called Max Rowe, who was on the on the PWA for years, was a one of the top ten in freestyle, everything like that. But they weren't suddenly looking at him as a piece of meat. They, he was still Max, you know, doing it. But exactly. it was just it was just funny because he was naked. Whereas to me, sometimes, and and you guys, please correct me on this. This is why I wanted you guys on the podcast to talk about this. But um, right. to me, if if it was a girl doing that, they would have stopped going, oh, that's such and such. They would have just gone, oh, a body. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We kind of become these sexual objects rather than people. I feel like when we get naked. Yeah. Right. And obviously, oh, yeah. Obviously, the goal is for that not to happen anymore. But I think it's also fair to say that the reality of nowadays, like we're slowly trying to get back mm -hmm. to that, that complete equality, but it's not happening yet. So no. I think what you said the only like why would have people reacted differently if you had filmed women the reason is because you're a man why would you want to film naked women mm. if we decided of our like to make a movie of that of ourselves us reclaiming our bodies i think that that's where the difference lies because you might have made that movie for your enjoyment for yeah. your like you know visual enjoyment or you know to show other guys like hey i had these hot chicks so i think this is the only thing that there you have to still be careful or like not you don't have to be again like if you want to claim that you you do that you do whatever you want but i think this is where society is still like a little bit like they don't understand it yet where, where it comes from maybe even other women are not you know not comfortable with that yet because we've been sexualized for so long that maybe other women are not yet comfortable with men treating women equal as other men kind of yeah but i think the funny thing is that i think also if we we would make this video we yeah. would get just the same reactions yeah probably like even yeah. if if it was not a guy like standing behind the video if there was a woman it would still be get like it would still That's be true. yeah i think comments so and, yeah. yeah i also think so but i still wanted to, to show that there's still this line between yes at this point we get to reclaim that and we get to you you know we get to go be naked for ourselves you know to to reclaim that but i think I, I just don't want to tell men like hey yeah it's fully fine if you go and like make a movie with naked women right now <laughs> no, of we're not there yet we're no, not no, no. there yet um so <laughs> yeah just i think i think yeah, um I think, this... I think something really interesting is like 
what, what I wanted to get back to with the with with the photo and and with um the, the comments that this this woman made. I think I think a lot of it is is almost the worry of she's obviously done and put in or what she's felt like she's put in a lot of work to try and build up a reputation that has nothing to do with the fact, you know, taking her clothes off or even, you know, being in a bikini, whatever. She's trying to build it up on the reputation of her being amazing at the sport she's doing, you know, and then seeing, I guess, what you guys are doing, where you guys are also doing that, but you're also going, ah, we actually quite like doing that as well. And it's our bodies and we can do whatever we want. And I think potentially they just find it jarring. And the worst thing about social media is you cannot have a meaningful conversation on it. You can't do it. No, you can't. You can't get the nuance, you know? Yeah. And I think also it's it's amazing that she wants to to be known as this woman and not because of her body, like because yeah, she's an amazing it. athlete yeah, and not awesome. because of her body. And I think that that should also be praised, but that it should equally be as respected if we decide to do a photo like this. I think it's just to accept both. Like even if you wear a bikini or a full-on wetsuit or whatever you wear, like you should be respected the same and admired the same. And yeah, you're still as respective. And it's just, I think it's a bit unfortunate because her reacting this way, it's like, again, women against women. And it's like, girl, we're actually trying to do the same thing. (laughs) Like just because we chose different methods doesn't mean that we're like, we're playing the same game. We just chose to go a different route. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I would have wished a little bit more of a, oh, okay, you can also do it like this. Cool girls, I'm trying to do the same. Why are you, you know, the cur- I'm, I'm missing the curiosity as to why we chose this route instead mm-hmm. of the judgment. Um, and also like, we never judge anyone else. Like for example, if a girl wants to come, we'll never show her hair and completely like walk around um, because of her faith or what in, in like completely covered up great if this is what makes you confident do it we love it yeah. feminism same shit if if this is what makes you feel the best go do it but i don't want to i think i just don't i hate seeing women like judge each other for trying to do the same thing just because they do it differently i think that rips feminists apart yeah i think the most important is that you do whatever you feel comfortable with and whatever you want to do yeah and not like take off your clothes because you want to impress men but because you you want that mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah. 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 Well, it, it comes back. It comes back to what you guys said at the very start, you know, of, of you guys chose you guys chose to do this because it's what you want to do. And I think and, and again, that's that's the biggest problem is a lot of the time we're, look, we're walking around looking for validation from others, where if more of us spent more time, actually, um, I don't want to use staying in our lane because I think that, that can sometimes sound quite bad. But, you know, focusing on focusing on what's actually right in front of you rather than looking around at what everybody else is doing. Usually that's yeah. when you start usually that's when you start to make an impact and that's that's clearly you know clearly what's happened for for better or for worse personally i don't know i i think the fact that this woman said this to you on on this post is actually kind of a good thing because it's led to conversations like this or conversations you guys have probably had with me you know as you said i'm sure loads of people have approached you about all this stuff and talked about it i know yeah i know magic talked to you about it briefly on on his podcast but i'm sure even in person you guys have had had conversations, you know, with with both women and men about about you know how how all that affected you and how that worked, you know. Yeah, yeah you're right. And honestly, Sarah also really helped me here, um, you know, by staying so calm, kind of. And I now really can internalize the fact that hey, it doesn't just because there's a, someone that has a different opinion doesn't mean yours is wrong. It just means you have different perspectives, and both can be right, and both can be good. Um, and as you now said, like this led to a lot of people maybe even being educated more about that subject. So, mm. yeah, I can 
I can agree with you 100%. Yeah, I think that's the that's the problem with, and again, you know what I was saying earlier about, about, about social media, and that's the problem in general is people view it as, as so binary, like you're either wrong or you're not, you're right or you're wrong, you yeah. know, and, and actually... Mm. Actually, it's not. You know, every, everyone is a, is allowed to have their own opinions. But unfortunately, social media, we now have access to basically everybody in the world and what they're up to. And you wow. can you can directly speak to all these people, but you can't do what we're doing right now. And even what we're doing right now, we're doing it through a screen and you're in a different country and stuff. But we can still sit here and actually like I can see your faces as we talk and, and move and, and things like that. You know, it's not like I'm not I'm not sat on my phone and I'm just watching, you know, someone type and you don't get any sarcasm when some, you know, you know, when someone sends a thumbs up and you're like, oh, they're angry at me. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if you guys get that. I don't know. You know, yeah. If someone sends a thumbs up, I'm like, well, you're being a dick, aren't you? You know, but actually, I think. I think that's a generational thing as well. Usually it's like older, older people. I don't know, I'm, I'm older than you guys. I'm 31. But, you know, like my, my mom always sends a thumbs up and I'm straight away like, what's what have I done? What, what have I done wrong? You know, but so it's you, you can't you can't you can't communicate this stuff properly, especially if you're trying to have conversations about something important like this, you know. Exactly. So I think maybe the takeaway from that could also be to not take certain things on the Internet too seriously. Um, yeah. You know, like it was maybe we reacted wrong. Maybe we could have just been like, hey, it's just a comment. Like literally nobody cares. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, as you said, we have no idea how she meant it. Maybe she actually meant it as a joke. You know, we couldn't have known. Like we now later realized it wasn't a joke like she was actually upset by this but mm. um you know who, who can know like it, it's not that serious people say stupid shit all the time you have to find your own filter of what you want to take out from that and you have to kind of protect yourself there a little bit i think in in realizing hey the internet every idiot gets to voice any opinion yeah. sometimes even not their own you know just for fun or for for jokes or whatever to sing anything to get a reaction from other people so yeah i think that's also a big takeaway yeah it's yeah how have you guys um moved ahead then with social media both kind of since that happened and since you know obviously co collectively you guys have got quite a lot of followers now especially in terms of of, of kind of you know the the windsurfing industry obviously unfortunately it's a still you know still a fairly small sport if it was a lot bigger we'd all be so rich wouldn't we um <laughs> You know, but it is still a small sport. Have you guys taken any lessons away from from how you approach social media now? Or are you still have you still got the kind of thing in your head of like, no, we're going to be unapologetically ourselves kind of thing? I think it's the last thing for sure that we want to keep on expressing ourselves the way we are and the way we feel we are. So we don't want to, you know, uh, make a show, basically. Um I do remember that after that post, we realized how much, you know, of a conversation it opened up when we spoke about, you know, a bit more unconventional topics or things that people are not used to in general. So we realized it's actually a really big power again, you know, that we could, that we were not afraid to talk about those topics, I think. And I also believe that after that, we kind of tried to center a little bit more, what is it exactly that you know, what is the message that we want mm. to send out? What is important to us? And how can we bring that across, uh, you know, still without offending people, of course, but really keeping it close to ourselves. 
And I think that combination of realizing what's really important to us and what direction we want to go in, um, yeah, felt like I felt like it gave us a bit more of a voice and direction of what we're doing now, actually. Yeah, I agree. I think I think there's nothing, and I, you know, I, I don't think that, there's nothing wrong with a bit of controversy. You know, as they say, there's no such thing as bad press. And I, 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 mean, I work have, it- you, have you listened yeah. to our podcast? Please. That is <laughs> contra- like all we're doing is being controversial on that podcast. And we love it that way. Yeah, it's super yeah. funny because there are so many subjects which, which people think are so difficult to talk about. And I think we just want to open that conversation more and just make it easier for the next generations to be more open about that. that for example, in our podcast, we're also very open about sex and we're other... about to record a masturbation episode. So stay yeah. tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's where we're at. No, because masturbation is nothing dangerous and people should talk about it more and young girls should know about it more mm-hmm. and not feel weird about it when they put their shower head against their <laughs> JJ. Like people should do that without feeling embarrassed. And yeah. I feel like yeah. we're trying to kind of eliminate the embarrassment and just make it normalize because it's just things everybody thinks about and yet everybody's afraid to speak about it like you cannot tell me that not every single person thinks about masturbation or sex or whatever like but also you know same with alcohol athletes pretend like they're eating super clean don't drink alcohol you know on their social medias or also in their everyday life come on we all know you get shit faced after your competition like <laughs> so why not just talk about it like there is yeah. no harm in it but and, and then and then once you've talked about it and you've opened up you can educate which i think is the bigger take not just the fact that we're being controversial by talking about these top like subjects um we also want to let people know like hey a this is normal nothing to be ashamed of you know you're not alone in it and this is how you prevent from maybe people making mistakes or getting hurt in whatever way you know like drinking mm. too much or you know also in sexuality there there can you can go down very different routes um yeah so yeah i think that's important <laughs> yeah that's the wow, that's, we're getting real passionate we here. Are. Sorry. <laughs> no 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 this is great this is this is it this is the funny thing though and and so I mean full full disclosure this this podcast started without bringing the mood down too much this podcast started and, and the whole thing about it was um was was like my mental health I basically had a breakdown quit my job everything like that and then three or four months later I started this podcast um and 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 all that so it it started the big thing around it is mental health and breaking that stigma um you know start off very specifically with men it's the biggest killer um in in the UK of men under forty five like that is mad yeah. the biggest killer of men is themselves. Right? Yeah um under yeah. under 45 so i wanted to break that but hilariously yeah the, the subjects you've just touched on you know masturbation sex alcohol all this stuff these are things all of us think about on a daily basis all of us multiple times mm-hmm. why and 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 yet we still go oh we're talking about controversial things we're talking about controversial we shouldn't be talking about this and that's the mad thing yeah. is that these things yeah. they're they're like they should be the least controversial things we talk about you know and and even exactly yeah, even think so. For example, like um, my my girlfriend, she's four years younger than me, and she's a school teacher. So like the her and uh, for like the the last year of primary school, so like 11, 11 year olds, um, and she was having to do like sex education, and she was having to teach them all this stuff, and she was like, but the, how like the way the way they do it now, you know, she was like, they all just write questions and put them in a box, and they're all anonymous, and then they just sit there and just talk about it all day. Rather That's than like, really cool. we watched we watched a video of some like 
and and we they separated men and they separated the boys and girls and we went and watched one video they went and watched one video but yeah and now um with Heidi my girlfriend's class they they went there and they all wrote these questions and they all sat and listened to everything and then were boys putting their hands up being like oh what's what's a period how what how does a period work and all this stuff and I was like part of me was like the world the world's gonna be okay maybe you know um that's super cool and that's such a big change from when we were young because like when I was young it was the but the condom on the banana and how to put in a tampon and that was it and like don't have sex because then you will get a disease and you will die or you will have a child which both is death sentences yeah Yeah. and female female pleasure was not even like closely discussed whatsoever um and I'm really passionate about about that one so I think like I just said it's going to be a masturbation episode but probably more about like female pleasure in general because it's bigger than that um but wow I think that's so cool that this is changing now and it it should be yeah um funnily enough we we have gotten like recently gotten this message that apparently like some parents um from younger girls like they don't want to let them listen to our podcast because of what we talk about um and first I was like, oh, fuck, like maybe we should rethink of what we're saying. But then I'm like, no, if I had been 14, I would have wanted a podcast like that. I would have needed mm. a podcast like that. Yeah. And it would have helped me not get into certain situation I had, you know, I'd gotten in if I had known that stuff. And if I had heard people talk about it the way we do without shame, without embarrassment, um, telling you, hey, it's OK to say no, it's OK to to wait or to want to do something or, you know, I think it's super important that this information is out there. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, and as well, you realize, you know, when, um, when you're younger, things like that, if your parents tell you not to listen to something or you're, oh no, you're not allowed to watch this. What's the first thing you do? You do it. You do it. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, if anything, that's good. That's good marketing for you guys. Tell the parents, be like, Ooh, tell your kids you shouldn't listen to it. And then they will, you know, they will, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's difficult. How, how do you guys balance then? And, and we spoke about this before we hit record and you guys seemed really keen to talk about this side of it is how, how do you guys balance um, talking about all this stuff and being so open and, you know, operating on social media the way you guys do and, and all that? How do you balance that with feeling like you need to present yourselves as, as professional athletes and behave in, in that manner as well? Um, is there a balancing out with that? Obviously, as I said, windsurfing for anyone listening who doesn't windsurf or anything like that. And I know a lot of you do windsurf, but equally, I know a lot of you don't. Um, windsurfing is quite a small sport. And because of that, there isn't a huge amount of money. So a lot of the athletes within it and things, I think, behave themselves quite a lot and are a bit afraid to do what you guys are doing, essentially, you know, put yourselves out there and talk about this stuff because they're worried they'll lose sponsors and things like that. Despite the world encouraging more openness and mental health and i don't know if you guys follow kite surfing much but um a few of the guys in cape town just released a documentary about mental health with mystic and and north and stuff so it's definitely creeping in there's definitely people talking about um these subjects outside of just the sport but i feel like a lot of the time they want to you know brands and things like that kind of want to keep you in a box and you're just the athlete um how have you guys Mm -hmm. gone about navigating kind of doing doing both of those things yeah, I think honestly, it's a bit hard because it is a balance, as you say, because people want to put you in the box. I especially can feel that from my federation that they want me to be this clean athlete where no one can take me on any like nothing is going to be wrong at all. But I also realized that it's so much power in staying true and true to who you are and stay authentic 
Like there is such a huge power in that, which a lot of sponsors actually see. And I think that you can say that like the safe bet is to just stay like a, a good athlete and that's that with no personality. But at the same time, I think you will not succeed in the sponsor market because they need personalities and they need like real people because that's what's interesting. Like no one wants to just watch a sail on a board fly in the air and that's that. Like people want to see the people and the personalities behind that. So I think that we're actually like... Because we want to stay true to who we are. But at the same time, I think it's positive for the sponsor aspect too, actually. It's a bit, it's a bit like scary sometimes. But I think in the end, it'll for sure reward us, I think. Yeah. What do you think, yeah. um, Sarah? Sarah, you've been, you've been involved for quite a lot longer. And as you said, you're, you're a few years older and things. How, 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 how's that experience been like for, for you? Yeah, I always feel like the responsible person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always like double, you know, thinking about it twice and like, okay, I need to let this idea sink in for a second before we put it out there. Um, I don't always explicitly say that to you girls, but I do a lot of the time. (laughs) Um, But it's also, I just realized that a lot of the times I always thought that I was doing things wrong, for example, or um yeah so there's just a lot of inspiration also from the fact that we're pushing it that way and I just stand fully behind what Hannah just said uh by showing a different voice you also find the people that support that and that that want to grow with you there and if that is who you want to be then the people that will no longer support you you know that door might close but I truly believe now that a lot of doors will open as well um and yeah I just really because windsurfing is such a small sport I truly see the importance of you know really trying to grow the community in a different way than just the way that it has always been um and yeah I just want to be part of that movement and that's why I'm like okay I'll just let go I'll go with it (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> with whatever idea masturbation next time all right let's go <laughs> let's <do it>. yeah. <laughs> i feel like you get so tired of us sometimes because like i remember in the beginning we i feel like we were like all a little bit more careful but then like i mean i was always the one you know not coming from windsurfing coming from like a completely lift like you know med school student always been active on social media always said everything always been like an open book and I feel like I also came into that and like exploded a little bit and like oh I want to do this 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 and I feel like <laughs> also you sorry you had to like be like oh my god uh, okay I, I guess <laughs> like I'm just praying this doesn't blow up in my face um but yeah I think it's so cool because I feel like the more the more we put out together the, the more like the closer we get we get to to the people that we want to surround ourselves with so yeah exactly and what i also realized in that is that you know we're not just randomly saying stuff also we don't say things as if we're professionals we truly talk from our own experience yeah. but whenever we talk about a certain topic there's usually a message behind mm-hmm. that as well so it's not just just an empty conversation that we have you know we truly we truly have our thoughts and opinions about that so I think that also kind of uh, uh, validates a little bit why we do what we do yeah definitely I think there can always be a worry when when you're being controversial or you know even I hate to say it yeah even even when you're you know feel like you're being controversial and things you worry like are we just doing this you know for the sake of it are we just doing it so that everyone goes oh did you see what they said but actually like like you said you know if you 
if you're going, well, no, we're not just saying it so that you all are shocked by it. We're, we're saying it because we're trying to help people. You know, we're saying it because we're actually trying to, you know, as, as you said, Elena, we're, we're trying to educate people. We're trying to tell people like, it's okay to talk about this stuff. And if you don't really know much about this stuff, here's some information about it, you know? Um, and I think that's where, that's where like the point of difference is between you get some people that use, I suppose you could call it like shock tactics. You know, they, they be really controversial and really loud and say, you know, some horrible things about stuff for no reason. And then, you know, and that there's nothing no, behind no, we it. We, no, we don't do that at all. Also, if you look through, through our Instagram and the podcast, like there's some, like you will find controversial stuff because again, we're just true to ourselves and we say what we think, but let's be real. Most of our content is not like most of our content. Everybody can relate to. Um, yeah. because again, it's just our lives. It's what we, what we do. And like 80, 90% of that is just what everyone knows, what everyone's been doing, whatever, you know, like nothing special, but it's just a 10% that, as you said, you know, sex, drugs, alcohol, whatever, or not drugs. Actually, I take that back. <laughs> um, but you know, like those quote unquote controversial topics, we just also talk about those and that mm. makes up the hundred percent, but usually like, it's not like we're Andrew Tate. Every video is like. <laughs> a statement yeah. that has people like so yeah i think that's also important to mention <laughs> but equally there that, that that was kind of that was kind of who i was getting at is you know he's he's saying all that shit for a reason he's saying it because he knows that people will be shocked by it and he knows they'll yeah. share it and then he'll get he'll that. get exactly he'll get he'll get more airtime and that that's what i mean is you, i think you you have some people that say stuff for that reason and then you have others like yourselves who are saying it with the intention of no we're, we're, we're trying to help you know um, and that's the exactly. that's the point of difference. But like going going back to you know uh, with with the sports and stuff, I don't know if you guys uh, I, I watched um, the Formula One documentary on Netflix, Drive to Survive. I started watching that last year, and I have grown up. I've never cared, given a shit about Formula One at all. I watched that, and you meet the people rather than just watching the cars. You meet the the drivers and the people, and suddenly now I'm like, it's F1 weekend, everybody. Let's watch it. You know it. <laughs> So exactly. what, what you guys said is, is suddenly, you know, you're watching the IQ racing or, you know, you're watching the Olympics and you're like, oh, look, there's a hundred red sails, all the same sail, all going round <laughs> a mark. And, you know, you're like, oh, they're going fast. And oh, how, how are they all flying on that weird fin? I don't understand. You know, but actually, if they know who that person is because they listened to the, a podcast with them and they were like, oh, they're really cool. You know, suddenly the sport, the sport gets elevated because of that, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. exactly yeah so um, we also yeah. hope this message will get to netflix we would also very much like to make a documentary with youtube now so i guess that's step number one on the netflix but you know what guys maybe next year will spot us on like a huge tv <laughs> like huge screens Who yeah knows? <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah if, if any of the large streaming services are listening which i'm sure you all are um, yeah, please, <laughs> please. Can we all get very expensive Netflix deals? That would be great. Thank you very much. Um, well, girls, I mean, uh, this has been like everything I wanted and more this conversation. So thank you guys so much. Oh, um, thank you for being, thank you for being so, so open and so candid about it. You guys are, yeah, you guys are exactly the same chatting to you for the last hour or so as you present yourselves on social media, which is very refreshing to oh, see. Really? 
yeah, the yeah. Best compliment. Thank you. Um, That's the best compliment you could give to us. Yeah, it's so funny also to me that you say all the time, like, yeah, social media and uh, people know us through that. And actually, we hear that sometimes, you know, like there's this funny story where I went to in Italy, I went to a surf spot and a guy comes up to me. He's like, where are the other two? And I'm like, well, at home, you know, but I didn't even know the guy. And it was kind of funny. And it's it's just so cool to hear that um yeah. what we're doing reaches people so i'm yeah. super happy to yeah. hear that and yeah. thank you also for inviting us it's it's a fairly remarkable thing i mean i without yeah without without story topping because i hate people that story top i had i had someone come up to me in a bar <laughs> i had someone come up to me in a bar and tell me they listened to the podcast and i'd never met him before and i wasn't in i wasn't like in the town i live in or anything like that and he came up and said it and i basically walked out of the bar and just had a little cry to myself and then went back in but Aww, it yeah. is like a it is a it, it's it's pretty cool isn't it when you when you see it and you it go it's so very, cool. very, it, it, very cool it reinforces everything that you're trying to do you know and you sit there and you go actually right uh, it, it it reaffirms your whole purpose and you're like there i know what i'm doing i need i need to stay on, on this path um so where where can people find out about you guys plug plug the shit out of everything you're doing please oh my god yes all right so we have obviously our instagram at world of windsurf girls mm-hmm. um we also have a tiktok actually and a youtube channel also world of windsurf girls um we have a website also world of windsurf girls <laughs> um but i think i would say a podcast a, a podcast oh my god yes very controversial we're going to be talking about female pleasure masturbation so definitely very soon listen to that <laughs> Um, we have a lot of very exciting things coming. So we're going to be taking things offline um, with different events, windsurfing clinics. Um, awesome. We're actually hosting a party now here, <laughs> like a little festival. Um, so a lot of that is coming up. Um, but I think you're going to be very informed about everything if you follow our Instagram. I think that's yeah. our primary yeah. channel. And also there you can find all of our personal accounts too. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Great. Well, uh, yeah, make sure you guys give them a follow, whether you windsurf or not. Um, it's very entertaining seeing what these girls get up to. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, you might and spot a booper too. You might, you might spot, yeah, free, hashtag free the nipple. I think I, I saw that. I saw that a lot of times on the comments. Um, but yeah, you may, you may just see that. Um, you can also follow me, guys. You probably won't see any nipples on my Instagram. Um, I am, I am on Instagram at the After Hours Lounge. Um, if you like what I'm doing, you can go to the link in my bio and you can buy me a beer, although it's a Coke Zero these days. But all this talking is thirsty work and it's very much appreciated. But times are tough. There's a recession on. So if you can't do that, um, please do just share anything I put out. Just share it to your mates. Tell your mates about the podcast. That would be brilliant. Thank you. Um, thank you again to the girls for coming on. Um, it's been great. Great having you on. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode um, and we will see you for yeah. the next one. Yes. Um,